Ariba is right there. Okay, so there is a mitzvah in the Torah to satisfy the needs of anyone who is poor. Anyone who not just is poor, anyone who is missing anything. You have to satisfy the needs of anyone who is missing something. And there's another Pasuk in the Torah, and that Pasuk says, that Pasuk says, Aser to Aser. You give 10% of your produce to charity. It doesn't say you have to give 10% of your money to charity. It just says 10% of your produce. So how do we know that you're supposed to give 10% to, of your earnings, of your money to charity? So it says in the Code of Jewish Law that you have to give as much as the needs of the poor people if you're able to afford that. If you're able to afford the needs of everyone, great. If not, then you have to give a fifth is the best thing to give. If you can't give a fifth, you have to, you'll, the average amount to give is 10%. That's what it says in the Code of Jewish Law. Where does the Code of Jewish Law get this from? It comes from the Rambam. And where does the Rambam get this from? The of 20% as Mitzvah and Mukhar is a better thing to give than 10% the average person. It comes from the Gemara Nksubis. Gemara Nksubis says that it was established in the city of Usha that a person should not give more than 20% of their earnings away to charity. And therefore, we know that you can't give more than 20%. But that only says that you shouldn't give more than 20%. Who says you have to give more than 20 That's good to give 20%. That comes from, from a Gemara... Uh, Yerushalmi. It says in Gemara Yerushalmi, uh, before the Gemara Yerushalmi, um, why did the people of Usha, why the sages of Usha establish 20%? The Torah says, Aser to Aser, it says double expression of 10, so 10 plus 10 is 20. Therefore they say, you should give twice 10, you should give 20% to charity. The Gemara Yerushalmi says, it's a mitz, uh, it's, a, it's better to give 20%, and where is the um, uh, source of 10% come from 10% we find in the Torah by Avram in last week's parsha. Avram gave to Malki Tzedek Maiser Mikoil right give 10% of all of his earnings everything and therefore we learn that there's a concept of giving 10% to charity but that only says Avram did it doesn't say we have to do it how do we know we have to do it? Where does it come from? Anybody know? Where does it, say the, the, where does it come from to give 10% of your earnings to stock? It doesn't say in the, it only says that Avram did it. So th- this comes from Gemara. Tesla says in Sechta Tainis, Tesla says that there's a Sifri. Sifri says, Aser to Aser, Eiskol to Aserach. You should have 10% of all of your produce. What's the extra word all for? So Tesla says the word all is coming to include ribis. All kinds of earnings, whether you earn it through interest, whether you earn it through business, any earning you have, you learn that from the word, is called to that you have to give 10% of your earnings to charity. So according to Taisvis, it's a biblical obligation to give Maisek Safran. It's a biblical obligation to give 10% of your earnings to charity because it says so in the Torah. Aser to Aser. But we don't have... In our Sifri, the Tesis quotes, thus we don't have this, this, th- these words. And therefore, there is a other opinions which say that 
Maeser is not a biblical obligation, it's a rabbinical obligation. And there are others who say that's only a rabbinical obligation. There are, there's a hint from Avram, there's a rabbinical obligation, there's a biblical obligation, but in Shulchan Aruch, in Kod of Jewish Law, it says clearly that it's an obligation to give 10% of our earnings to Tzedakah. Now, what are we supposed to give that to? So, there is an uh, argument between the Taz and the Ramah. The Ramah says that staka is meant to be given only to the poor. Only to people who are needy, that's mitzvah staka. That's what, that's what the, the, the Ramah says. You're not allowed to give it to mitzvahs. You're not allowed to give it to the shul needs uh, to pay their electric bills. According to the Ramah, you can't use it for that. According to the Taz, the Taz disagrees with the Ramah. The Taz says that as long as you had in mind when you made the donation that this should be part of your meiser, part of your 10% of charity, you're allowed to use for any mitzvah. You're allowed to use the 10% for anything which is, which, is, which is a mitzvah. It doesn't have to be specifically to the poor people. So we have, therefore, according to the Taz, two psukim, two different verses. One verse that says you have to satisfy the needs of the poor. That's one pasuk. And there's another pasuk, aser ta'aser, that means you have to give 10%. So the mitzvah of giving 10% is not related to the poor specifically because for the needs of the poor, if someone needs help, someone needs to pay their doctor bills and their life is in danger, so it doesn't matter if you give 10% or 20%, you have a mitzvah to help that person with what their needs are. But the... Uh, the Gemara says that, that in general you should give 10% or better 20% and you shouldn't give more. And al actually writes in a letter that it says in the Gemara you shouldn't be mevazves. Mevazves means you shouldn't spend it freely. You shouldn't spend more than 20% freely tetzdaka. But it doesn't mean you can't give more than 20%. It, it means it shouldn't be done in a way that, that you're not paying attention to what you're doing. So the al says, but you don't have to be so such a stickler to make sure it's exactly the amount you're obligated to give. It actually says in the Gemara, if someone is careful to only give exactly what they're obligated to give, then they'll end up needing charity. So, so, the Al-Tarebis, so how does the al rule between this argument between the Taz and the Ramah? Can we use, are the 10%? There's an obligation to give to the poor that's not relevant to how much you have. Shulchan Aruch says you have to give whatever they need. And if you can't satisfy their needs, then give 20% or 10%. But, but that's, um, that's regarding your obligation to, um, to what, what you're supposed to give. However, can you use the money of tzedakah to help a shul, to help, to help Torah institutions, or does it have to go to the poor? What does the Alter Rebbe say? How does, he, how does the Alter Rebbe rule between this argument of the Taz and the Ramah? So we don't actually have the Alter Rebbe's halachas of tzedakah. We, the Alter Rebbe wrote halachas of tzedakah. We don't have them. However, we have the Alter Rebbe's Shulchan Aruch, and in Shulchan Aruch there are a few places where he references the laws of Staka, and from there we know what the Alter Rebbe holds about, about this argument. What does Alter Rebbe say? It's interesting, in five minutes, let you go. There's an, it's actually in the laws of Brachas. The Lacha is, if something good happens to you, if they say Shechiyon, it's just good for you. If it's good for everybody, you know, just say Shechiyonu, you say the bracha of Atev Ameite. Hashem did good for me and good good for others. You don't just say Shachiyonu. You say the bracha Atev Ameite. That's if 
is something which is not just good for you, it's good for everyone. If you uh, make a lot of money, what bracha should you say? You, had, you found a lost object, you made a lot of money, you became overnight, you won the lottery. What bracha should you say? The bracha of a private, personal benefit of Shekhi Yonu, or the bracha of Atei Vameitiv? So the Alter Rebbe says the bracha you should say is a bracha of Atei Vameitiv. Why? Because you, not only do you gain, also all the poor people gain. They're going to gain from this new mitzia, this new amount that you've, you've got. Everyone's going to gain from it. But the Alter Rebbe says, what if someone passes away? When someone passes away, a person had a rich uncle, Chatzashalom, who passed away. And the rich uncle left him money for him. Well, you're supposed to say a bracha baruch dynamis. You're also supposed to say a bracha of shachiyanu. It was shachiyanu. Why shachiyanu? Thank Hashem for the new um, earnings that you had. Say Oh, so the Alter Rebbe says, shouldn't you say the bracha of ateva ametiv? Shouldn't you say the bracha that Hashem has done good also for the poor? Not just Hashem has done good for you, He's done good for the poor. Just like when you find a lottery. You say the bracha HaTev HaMetiv, Shun say the bracha HaTev HaMetiv also, when someone passes away, everyone gains. Now people, Salatim says no. Who gains? Just like you had an obligation to give staka to the poor, your uncle had an obligation to give staka to the poor. So the poor people aren't gaining anything. They have the same, they, they, they have the same rights to the money before that they have now. They're not gaining anything. Ah, you have no obligation to give 10% of what you just received. That new obligation, Alter Rebbe says, doesn't have to go to the poor. The ten percent obligation is not relevant to the obligation to the poor. That's a different obligation. Obligation of giving to those in need doesn't not limit it to a certain amount. But the obligation that you have to give of your earnings, a percentage, that does not have to go specifically to the poor. That could go for any mitzvah, and therefore it doesn't necessarily benefit to the uh, to the poor. And therefore the bracha that you say is is shachion. Uh, Okay, um, now the halacha is if someone has the ability to give, they take away from him, uh, they take collateral, they make sure he gives. That that that's halacha was when the bezin had control of people's uh, finances. The halacha was you take away from him in order to uh, make sure the guy the, the guy does what he needs to do. Um, so, so certainly if someone has to give something, he's going to give it. So if he, if he finds a lost object. He says, because he's now able to help a lot of people and he's for sure going to do it. But if, it's, if, if he has something that has belonged to his uncle, so then the poor people aren't gaining necessarily because he may, he, Meister does not have to go to the poor people. So Altar clearly rules like the Taz and not like the Ramah. So one more halach, let you guys go. Halach um, is like this. What's the halacha about paying for your children's tuition? So, the Alter Rebbe says like this. If your son wants to go to Koilo, and you want to, he can't afford to go to Koilo by himself, and you want to give money so he should be able to go to Koilo, can you use that money to help him go to Koilo? So, there's a couple of, of components over here. Number one, is a mitzvah to teach a child Torah. And how much Torah to teach a child? He's tered the whole Torah. If your son didn't finish learning Torah, so you have to pay from the Torah still. Okay. And not only have to teach your son Torah, so you have to teach your grandchildren Torah as well. They didn't finish the whole Torah, it's on you. You have an obligation. The Allah is, you're not allowed to pay, use Meiser for obligations. Your children are poor without giving them anything. They're poor and they're homeless. 
Like Rabbi Manus Freeman always says, some people ask him, what do you do? They run a home for homeless children. If I wouldn't take care of them, they'd be homeless. But nevertheless, you cannot count the money you give to take care of your children as miser. Why? Because it's an obligation. Now they use miser to pay for an obligation. That's what the Taz says. If you donate it to the shul, you don't have in mind that the money should be given from miser. You can't use miser from it because you already have an obligation to get the money anyways. So you're only allowed to use miser if you had in mind and when you made, that, made the donation that you're going to use the miser funds in the first place. But getting back to the child. So there's a few components over here. What about, the, what about the mitzvah of feeding your family? So the Torah says you have to feed your family, biblically speaking, till they're six years old. After six years old, you're on your own. However, you can't really let... The Gemara says how, people, how a raven is so mean to his children and a person shouldn't be that. And Basically, they don't let you off at six years old. You have to take care of your children until they're self-sufficient. 18 years old uh, in America, the child is still considered to be under the... Uh, the responsibility of the parents, the law will force you to give some money for alimony or whatever, to pay for, uh, in, in divorce, to pay for your children. So you can't really exempt yourself from your child's, uh, 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 your obligations to your child until they're able to work by, them, by themselves. So you want your son not to work. You want your son to continue learning. So how is, who's going to pay for his food? So you're allowed to use the money of Meiser to pay for his apartment, to pay for his food. If it costs money to learn from the koilah, Rabbi Yehuda is going to be the head of the koilah, and he charges $1,000 for his classes, that part you cannot use for miser. But the part of the money which is to pay for the dormitory, the part of the money which is, or, or the koilah to pay for his apartment, that you could use from, from miser because your son could go to work. You're not obligated to pay for all of his needs all of his life. He's allowed to, he's allowed to go to work by himself. However, you could only use miser to pay for his physical needs and not for the Torah study. The Torah study you still are obligated to pay for. You have to obligate to teach your son the whole entire Torah. So if he wants to continue learning, so you're allowed to use miser to pay for his physical needs so that he could focus on learning. So let's say it's, it's to his, it, the cost of the koil is $1,000. That part cannot come from miser. But as a part for him to live and to survive in koil, he would pay $9,000, the $9,000 could come from uh, Meiser. But the, but the interesting thing that Meisher Feinstein says, what about, what about um, girls going to school? See, when girls going to school or children going to school, so you cannot use Meiser for that because you're obligated to teach your children Torah. But girls, the mitzvah of teaching Torah to girls is different, different to teaching Torah to boys, it would seem. And therefore, someone asked Meisher Feinstein, can you use money for, uh, from Meiser to pay for the education of your daughters? Moshe Feinstein says no. Why not? He says, according to the American law, your children have to go to school. If they're not going to go to Jewish school, they're going to go to public school. So you have to send your kids to Jewish school so that they should be Jews, they should know, that they should know Torah. And since you have to send your kids to a uh, Jewish school, so it's an obligation. Since you have an obligation, you can't use the money of mice to pay for the obligation. But regarding... Um, uh, either way, the, the author concludes... That it's the smart thing is not to use the money of Meiser for, for your child's uh, tuition, even if, even if without the Pesach Ramesha Feinstein, why not? But it says in the Torah, it says in Gemara, that whatever you pay for Shabbos, whatever you pay for Yontif, whatever you pay for the education of your children, is not included in, the, in, in whatever Hashem has ordained for you to receive on Hashem Yom Kippur. So if you want to, so Zariz Viniskar, Allah says, if you want to be smart and you want to gain, don't pay any of that from Meiser 
because then that, that money is anyways going to come back to you. So the more you give to that, that the more you will you'll get back. Okay, so that's one to share. Zaka Baruch. Shkoyach. It looks like Rebzev has a question. All right, Zaygazun.